In this week's episode of The Stack, we talk about the importance of differentiating your site and about changes made to local search rankings. Welcome to another episode of The Stack, our weekly podcast where we talk about the latest trends and news in the world of sales, marketing, and tech. I'm one of your hosts, Tim Stabersky. I'm Ryan Sylvester. And I'm Kelsey Miller. And we are here with episode number 76 from the Pepperland Marketing Studios in, uh, let's say, sunny Cheshire, Connecticut. Sunny and snowy. One word for it. I forgot that it was actually snowy out there. So, yeah. yeah. There's snow outside. And we're back after two weeks. Two-week hiatus. Uh, Last week, we had the Thanksgiving holiday, which was great. I ate a lot of food. And the week before that... um, we just didn't have a lot of news, and we were also just really swamped. Yeah, very, so, very busy. But I would say, other than the updates today, there was nothing really earth-shattering that needed to be. It has been slow marketing news the past couple of weeks, which kind of scares me moving into the holiday season. I feel like we're going to get a big news dump just before Christmas or just after. After it would be okay with me. I'm just mm-hmm. I'm curious. Yeah, I feel like there's rumblings. Yeah, we'll see. It I would say it's 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 been quiet for a little a little while, but it, it really it has. has been. Yeah. There's uh, a couple good updates for today, which we can get into right now. Go ahead, Tim. So the first article comes to us from Search Engine Journal, and it is uh, a quick recap summary of a Twitter exchange between um, Google's John. I never actually know if it's John Mueller or John Mueller, but John Moo. Um, and uh, a, a webmaster who is asking about um, the sort of the, the, he wants to know how they can help their site rank better for content that a lot of other websites also produce. A lot of other websites um, create content that's essentially the same. And what John Moo is, you know, goes on to say is that it's really important to find a way to differentiate your content from your competitors. And while I feel like that's common sense to a lot of us who really live in the world of content, especially for the web, it's something that a lot of websites, a lot of uh, businesses don't really think about. Don't They don't really understand the importance of really finding a way to stand out from the competition. But it's important not just from the end user's perspective, it's important from Google's perspective and from a ranking perspective. If you create, if you're creating content that is exactly the same as what's already out there, um, or that doesn't offer any additional value from what's already ranking, it's not going to do anything for you. It's not going to rank. It, you know, it's not just going to outrank because it's newer or because it's more more recent. There has to be something of value that's obvious both to the user and to the the crawler to really help it move up in the rankings. I'm doing a lot of like motion with my hands right now and it's really I know weird, we really but. need to get the video in here. <laughs> um, but what I will say on t- to your end there is that a lot of people come to us, you know, whether it's in the early stages of maybe, you know, a retainer or saying, "Hey, these are the important keywords that we want to rank for." And while those types of keywords may be, you know, valuable to others, we always look for a second avenue, and that's where the differentiation comes from. Well, and it's it's not just yes, one differentiator could be in choosing different keywords, um, or choosing really specific keywords that are 
are specific to what you have to offer that others don't. But another important way of differentiating is just finding your unique angle, your unique approach. You could, there could be a really competitive keyword that really authoritative, authoritative websites are ranking for that you don't think you really have a chance to rank for. But if you come at that topic, that keyword, that topic from a different angle, from something that's unique and offers a new perspective or offers some new insights, you could actually stand to rank for it. And we've seen it a lot. We've we've done it a lot ourselves. We've done a lot for our clients where uh, a keyword that seems out of reach is really within reach if you find a way to differentiate what you're offering enough. How you differentiate your content will depend on a lot of things, uh, including what your business is, what the content you're creating is, and what you're trying to accomplish. And, and I mean, realistically should be driven by the searcher's intent behind that those searches. But some simple ways that they specifically offer, that John Moo specifically offers in this um, Twitter exchange is just look at what is ranking out there. Look at what your competitors are doing and identify, you know, what's, what's that term called? A SWOT, do a SWOT, a SWOT analysis. Identify their strengths. You know, what are they doing really well that maybe you're not doing in your content? Identify their weaknesses that are opportunities for you to um, one-up them. Identify <laughs> the opportunities. opportunities of just what other angles are there that might be not be that might not that are not being covered by anything else currently. And then what are the threats? You know, where do you where are you performing well at the moment, but stand to lose your rankings because you see that someone else is really doing something better than you? Um, that's a simple way of coming up with a hit list and finding a way to differentiate your content. But there's a lot of other frameworks out there. Uh, we, we use a, a range of things when we, when we do that kind of analysis, but it's just something we see a lot. It's important. Just want to make sure everyone is thinking about differentiation when you're thinking about content. Well said. I like that. No, I mean, I think it's, it's important. We see it all the time, especially when we're doing, like I'm doing keyword research right now. And Sean and I just had a little talk about, well, do we really want to pursue that? There's already so much out there that covers that. We really should look at a different angle or a different keyword altogether. I think talking about a different angle is great. And, you know, differentiation could be, to me, as simple as, you know, you have some really cool interactive graphs or some really descriptive images or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, um, weaving in images, weaving in interactive components, weaving in tools. Testimonials. Testimonials, quotes, uh, statistics, statistics uh, from third parties or or custom, not custom, um, proprietary research are all really helpful ways to differentiate your content. Another thing, which actually is something that I've seen just recently and something that I was working on, is let's say you're targeting a keyword that's along the lines of best X for X. And you'll if you do any of those kinds of searches, what you're going to see in the vast majority of search results are 10 articles that are roundups of a bunch of different products related to whatever that search is. So if you're the best hair gel for men, you're going to get five, uh, 10 list-based articles about hair gel that are designed purely to sell you 
hair gel. What kind of hair gel do you use? I use American Crew uh, Forming Clay. Nice. Yeah. Fancy. Yeah. But <laughs> instead, if you see, for example, if you see a, a search results page like that, a different angle you could approach instead of just doing the same old stuff is to make a definitive stand, take a definitive stance and say, okay, I'm not going to do this, this list. I'm going to say the best hair gel for men is this. And here's why it stands out from the noise and it's possibly a lot more helpful to the end user because you're, you're just making things clearer for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's just a weird example. I was looking at your hair actually when I was, when I thought of that example, L'Oreal, L'Oreal, L'Oreal. Yep. Anyway, anyway, (laughs) over to Kelsey. Yeah. So the next update we have comes from Google via their search liaison Twitter account. Um, And yesterday they tweeted several times um, confirming uh, a local search update, which took place in November, uh, which a lot of people have been noticing that their local rankings have changed in the past month. This is the reason why. Basically, Google added neural matching in local search, um, which has just changed the way that the search engine understands local uh, listings. There's nothing you really need to do with this update. What it says is that you should continue to follow their guidelines to improve your local searches. And we've we've talked at length about, you know, Google My Business and, you know, if you're running a local store, you know, whatever it may be, how to improve those rankings. And a lot of the guidance that we give is filling out all your information on your Google My Business list and keeping everything updated, running promotions through there, adding photos, high-quality photos, and all that stuff. Um, so I figured with this update, we might want to walk through, I was sitting back down, um, a couple of things to just keep in mind. Um, and this this backs into their exact guidance. I have it pulled up, and it's titled, Improve Your Local Ranking on Google. So this is saying, enter complete data. Local results favor the most relevant results for each search. And all of these results are based on three main things, and that's relevance, distance, and prominence. So I'm just, I've actually not personally heard of prominence before. As yeah. a, so I'm, I'm curious as to what that one is. Their first sentence is prominence refers to how well known a business is. Oh, okay. Obviously. So does that so take into account like reviews and things like that? I th- yeah. So I, I haven't read this entire section here, but um, it's based on information that Google has about a business from across the web, such as links, articles, and directories. Yeah, okay. that, that makes sense. So it, yeah, it's mentions. But it, it seems almost like backlinks. It's it's essentially yeah. brand it's brand authority. essentially essentially okay so for me if you know obviously if I'm looking up I don't know pizzerias in Southington pizzerias in Southington you're probably gonna see Cheshire Pizza right I'm maybe joking Kelsey Tim. I'm joking but it also dep- <laughs> that it, it's all dependent on you know reviews and mm-hmm. is it close enough to you but I I find that when I'm searching for things via Google Maps, I I'm not I'm not really looking at that stuff. Like the reviews or anything like that. I'm just I I'm really looking for distance. Right. So local results, it's hard because you have to be local. But the other things that they're they're talking about are adding photos, managing and responding to reviews. I think this is a huge and very underrated part of the the equation. I'm constantly looking at reviews maybe more 
Amazon. Yep. And when I'm looking at Google My Business, it's more photos. I want to like know what I'm walking into if I'm going to a new business. But for this one, always respond, even if it's good, especially if it's bad. But a lot of people, me included, look at the poor reviews, like the one stars. I do that on purpose because, you know, everyone, you know, could say that it's a great product, but I want to know the downfalls. And if those downfalls are low enough for me to get over it, I'm still going to move forward with, you know, either purchasing a product or going to a business or whatever. Um, and then a lot of this other stuff is keeping all your hours accurate, information accurate, fully filled out, all that stuff. If you don't have a Google My Business listing, get one. Yeah. 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 Just just do it. <laughs> it's very important these days, especially with this update. It's going to be even more important than it has been. Um, and for a lot of small businesses, getting in front of that local audience is really the bread and butter. Yeah. So it's crucial to be prominent there, have everything accurate and up to date so that you can get in front of that local audience. Yeah. The In this last sentence of this these guidelines here. It says there's no way to request or pay for a better local ranking on Google. We do not, we do our best to keep the details of the search algorithm confidential to make the ranking system as fair as possible for everyone. So if there are two hardware stores nearby where I live and I search for hardware stores, the one that's probably most filled out has the most relevant photos and high reviews obviously is going to be the one that could be prominent for me. But if you are a local store, these are definitely something you just want to like refresh your mind on. Uh, other than that, business as usual. Yeah, and yeah. Just bear in mind. Even let's say you you set up your Google My Business account listing. listing listing. Um, I don't know. Five years ago, just remember they are constantly rolling out new features. Make sure you're checking in and seeing what what new is available to you. Like what was adding this? gifts a few months ago? They they rolled out yeah, gifts. Yeah, you can so add you have, That's huge. Yeah, if you're if you're an uh, if you're an axe throwing company, for example, you could have a really cool gif on your your Google My Business right. listing of someone having fun throwing axes. Like or, that's awesome. That or would a make brewery, me like you could axes. you could pour a you know pour a beer and it could be a gif. Like there's so many. I like that less. Oh. Okay, well, <laughs> there's so many things you could do to really show a potential yeah. visitor or customer the experience and what they're going to expect. That's my biggest thing. If I'm going into somewhere new, you want to make sure you're getting your money's worth. Well, it's I mean, not even it's well, not even that. I'm going to walk in like I've been there before. Yeah, you want to know what you're walking exactly. Into. Like I want to know exactly how I'm walking into that place. I don't. I like walking in like a that makes like perfect a, sense. Like to a me. deer. Yeah, like in deer headlights. headlights. Nice. Anyways, yeah, so take take a moment to refresh and uh, cool. fill out all that data. Yeah. So is it? App of the week. It's been so long, I forget. Yeah. Lightning round, then app of the week, or app of the week, and then lightning round. App of the week, then lightning round. What's the app of the week? So over to the app of the week. This is a, a tool. What we chose today is a tool that we use a lot when we're, when we're doing keyword research or when we're just trying to mine for potential topics for ourselves, for clients, for just for fun. Um, it's a tool called Answer the Public. And what it is essentially is, it, well, it's a website that you go to and you, let's say you want to create a content plan based around, I don't know, student loans. And what you want to do is identify those common questions that people 
ask about student loans so that you can create content that answers those questions. The best way that you, the best thing that you could do and should do is speak to actual people who have student loans and find out what their pain points are, find out where they have confusion, find out what their questions are um, and, and how that relates back to your business if, if that's what your business is about. But let's say you are just starting up and you don't have customers to turn to or let's say you're just, you just can't get someone on the phone. For whatever reason, you don't have someone that you can turn to and speak to. Answer the public skims the web to find those common questions. So you put in the word, you put in the phrase, whatever it is you, you want um, inspiration for. And what you get is sort of this cool looking spider web of topics, of questions grouped by by the actual question. So who, what, when, where, why, how, uh, let me see, what else, how else do they group them? Which, can, uh, will, are, and from those questions, you can find the ones that relate directly to both the topic and your business. You can figure out which ones might make sense to address as a blog post or which ones might make sense to address as an FAQ on your website or, or whatever the case may be. And this by no means replaces keyword research. It is not, it is not keyword research, but it can be really helpful in creating a seed list of keyword research in the, the beginning stages. It can be really helpful just in uh, find, identifying those longer tail queries that might not have a ton of search volume, but that can strengthen a blog post by including a subsection. It's just, it's a cool, helpful tool. Thought you guys might want to check it out. I've used it once or twice and I, I find it really helpful. If I'm trying to get into the minds of the people I'm trying to help with keyword research, it, it, it does a nice job. It's, yeah. it's, it's helpful, but it's a tool that I always forget about until it's like, it's like <laughs> one of the last places I remember to turn. And then I'm frustrated at myself because going there sooner would have yeah. been more helpful. So when you I kind of run out, myself when you, when you run out of paths to, you know, for keywords, I think it's, it's probably the most helpful because it, you might not have explored that avenue yet, like or who or yeah. what or where, which. Yeah, like I said, it's it's really helpful with identifying those long tail yeah. queries, those long tail results um, that you where you can turn a single article or a single piece of content that's ranking for one keyword into something that's ranking for dozens or hundreds of variations. It can just be really, really helpful. Um even before the keyword research part, though, I think that's super helpful in creating personas, especially yeah, like sure. you said, if you can't interview a ton of people, if your sample size is really small and you just need to get to the bottom of what those pain points are, it's incredibly helpful to figure out what those questions they might be asking are. Um, so you can really figure out how you're going to help them. Yeah, no, it's definitely cool. And just as an added bonus, when you first click on the website, there's a picture of an old man. Oh, they changed it. What? what is it? What is it now? Well, it's just like a slightly less old man. I actually might call him middle aged instead of old. I I prefer the other one. There used to be a really quirky looking professor like old man. Yeah, he was great, uh, and he would he would kind of like, like yelling at you. Yeah, he would kind of point at the screen. Yeah. Um. So I'm actually a little less happy now, but still a great tool, despite the lack of an old man. Anyway, <laughs> with that, that brings us to the lightning round. Tim, I think you have this one too. 
I do. So, lightning round. This is pretty data heavy this time. I found a lot of really interesting reports and and um, surveys and studies. So, number one, 80% of major US e-commerce stores use JavaScript for serving up crucial content. I wonder what they mean by crucial content. I think they mean like the bulk of their website is built on JavaScript. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which, as we've talked about a lot in the past, Google is getting better at crawling and rendering and indexing, but still doesn't but not do as, a great job. Yeah, not as good as regular HTML, CSS stuff. Number two, searchers are engaging more with business listings in search results. I like that. Yeah. I do it all the time. I do too now. No, it's really helpful. Yeah, especially I, doing I, branded searches. I use yeah, Google Maps as a search engine. I've said it before on here, and I I, I rarely go on because I'm not really searching questions anymore, unless it's on my desktop. Mm -hmm. Number three, 63% of consumers don't know how search engine results are categorized. And what they mean there is that people don't, they don't necessarily understand that, you know, something like 30, well, let me see, 37% of consumers understand that only, sorry, only 37% of consumers understand that search results are ranked based on a combination of relevance and advertising spend. So there are people out there who don't understand that the first page of Google includes ads. That'd be my mom probably. <laughs> uh, number four, over 50% of local business websites receive fewer than 500 visits per month. Hmm. And number why. six, I've got, I lost track. No, five, I number think. Five, I think this is five. Uh, Google lets businesses add a custom list of services to Google My Business listing. That's a new, one of the newer features. Oh, see, there out. you go. Going yeah. right back to what we said earlier. Yeah, exactly. Give it an update. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Because, yeah, where else would, uh, I guess you could put it in your description, but, but now, now it's it'll like, be like yeah. a ranking factor because I'm sure people are actually searching for those specific services. Exactly. Right. Cool. Like it a lot. So next week, I won't be here for episode number 77. So I'm going to be in Florida having fun. I'm jealous. I'm way jealous. I'm probably going to die. It's fine. Get Zika. I don't know. <laughs> what? I think you'll be okay. I think you'll be fine. <laughs> um, all right. Well, then you'll come back. Kelsey, are you gonna you're you'll be here, right? I'll be here. All right, cool. It'll be the Kelsey and Ryan show without Tim. Wish us um, luck. It's a mouthful of uh, of a show. The Kelsey yeah. and Ryan show without Tim. <laughs> That's a great title. <laughs> All right. If you like this episode and the others, please give us a review on anywhere you find our podcast. Head over to our blog if you want to see our breakdown of these news updates in blog post form. And we will come at you next week. Ciao.